Welcome back, 390 Millionaires. Uh, we, I can't believe we're here. The playoffs are upon us uh, in what feels like probably our like fourth episode of the season. Like it, um, this, the, this whole thing has just flown by as it always does. Um, definitely a lot of fun this year. Um, and we made it. We, we've made it to playoffs. So, um, I think we have a, I think we have a ton to break down, but not enough time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, s- before we get into that, though, we uh, we know we know the 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 way this goes. Though, as always, as is tradition, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, uh, Jay and Mike. Uh, how are you guys? You mentioned fun. I don't know if I'm having fun um, outside of the playoffs for only the second time in like however many years I've been in this league. Um, is not my definition of fun. I'm pretty beat up about it. I was trying to get over it by, you know, over-projecting in the chat this week by telling you guys I was excited to not be in the toilet bowl, and Nolan told me to fuck off. So um, just probably back into my spiral of depression. But uh, otherwise, yeah, here we are. Yeah, uh, thrilled to hear that many of the league members are not having fun as commissioner of the league. That's, that's so great to hear. I myself am having a, an absolute goddamn ball um uh, uh we'll get into it um but uh this week it was do or die nolan and i both and uh and, and unfortunately the way that the current league uh works the nfl not 390 the nfl is there's buys uh on the last last week of, of the regular season for fantasy football it's unfortunate but you gotta be mindful you gotta pay attention to those kinds of things uh and and some some of our league members fell into that trap and uh, and, and never really had a chance uh so feeling pretty good uh, we'll talk about it more. Uh, really would have liked um, <clears throat> Gertie to pull one out, um, but uh, <clears throat> listen, if your if your uh, players on the Monday night go down early, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Hall took also, a business. He also walked into an absolute juggernaut of a team, showing up. You know, showing up, and and like you know like. Like we can go through, we can go through the results last week, but I think what's more important, what everybody wants to hear, is is who made playoffs this year. Absolutely. So last week, week fourteen, it was the final week to punch your ticket into the playoffs. Um, we had six teams win, unbelievably, for the quintillionth time in a row. We had a uh, six team lose, um, and we figured out the playoff picture. And it's all clear now. We know who's in. We know who's out. So celebrating the championship bracket, um, we have Mike finishing in first. Or sorry, Brother Hallwell. Um, Brother Hallwell finishing in first, locking up that bye. Um, 
always a threat to go the distance. Uh, three championships, bitches. Uh, we got Suds locking up the number two buy. So he's locked himself into another semifinals, which is where he was the was the year before, uh, eventually losing into the finals to uh, to Gertie. Can't believe that still happened. Um, and then the rest of the players are fighting out for their for the other two remaining tickets to the semifinals, um, which is uh, our first matchup is Ryan uh, versus Neville. And then we have Gertie versus Jay. So that's our championship bracket. Brother Holly, Suds, Ryan, Neville, Gertie, and new dad, Commissioner Jay. In the consolation bracket, which is a, uh, Mike alluded to off the top, not the most um, esteemed tournament, but uh, one that still holds... um, a lot of value at the moment for the teams that are playing this weekend. Um, Nolan and and Mike, you guys locked yourself into a buy, so you were not at risk of the calendar punishment. But the teams that are are as follows: myself, I play Curtis this weekend. So Curtis and I, the loser of that, will go to the matchup that decides who has to make the calendar. Andre and Danish play each other. Huge matchup. This is, I don't know if we've had a lot of following on the, on the consolation bracket at this point. Um, I think this new punishment has injected a lot of excitement as to what could happen. Um, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm petrified. I am, I am nervous uh, as to what could happen because I, I am currently projected to lose. Uh, which means that I am, I am a favorite to play for the calendar. Are you kidding me? So not good, not good for me. Tough world out uh, there. I would, I would love to talk about all my other leagues. I somehow managed to scrape into playoffs into four out of six of my leagues. Mm. Um, Mike knows that one of the leagues it was an <laughs> absolute hail mary that I made it in. Unreal. Into, but we we're not on we're not on the Royal Leatherheads podcast. No. We're on the Three Ninety Millionaires podcast. That's right. So, um, I think it's important that we start with a bit of controversy and we start with a bit of kind of kind of a story that we've been following all season. And I'm gonna I'm gonna name this segment. What the fuck is going on with Danish? Okay. First, he's living in Sweden. Then he's living in England. Now he might be in Mexico. I don't know where the guy is. And I don't know what he's even thinking when it comes to his fantasy team. Because correct me if I'm wrong. Last week, in a week that was extremely important, as we see a 7-7 and team punching that final ticket into the playoffs... Danish was finished the the regular season at six and eight. So he, he had a shot. He left his team with three players who had no game. Now, this is this is a dangerous precedent that he set here. I'm curious what the league says. I'm curious what um some fellow players will say about this because it 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 seems that Danish has lost the juice. Janus is Janus. Danish is juiceless what say you panel yeah i mean i think it was neville who pointed it out um sunday afternoon 
that, you know, Dana should not set his lineup. And I think this has been, you know, a topic of conversation and passing in the podcast. Pretty crazy it would come down to such a crucial moment for himself and not, not even for anyone else. Usually it would be like, if I was vying for playoffs, people would be pissed because Dana didn't set his lineup. But in this scenario, he really kind of screwed himself over. Um, the irony being that now he is in the toilet bowl with the win last week. Not only would he have made playoffs, but he would have stayed ahead of me. I had to beat him by 38 points. And because of those three players sitting, I beat him by 50 and thus knocking him into the calendar championship. So, um, yeah, I don't really know what to say. I'm interested to see, you know, what the league office has to say about it. So I'll reserve any comments because I don't want to get fined at this time. Um, but it's a bit of a, a bit of a damning move um, to not set your lineup at this point in the season. Um, obviously, uh, I come on this podcast. Sometimes I'm wearing the commissioner hat. Sometimes I'm wearing the league office hat. Sometimes I'm wearing just a, a podcast host hat. At this time, I can only wear the podcast host hat. Um, though, uh, in my uh, 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 role as commissioner, I can tell you uh, these things. The league considers itself a competitive space. It considers its league members to be competitive members, football knowledgeable, fantasy football knowledgeable. And it intends um, for that competition to be um, uh, a spry uh, and exciting because if you have a, a, a league full of people who are, are doing their best, um, it adds to the level of, of interest and excitement for, for all members. If you have people who are <clears throat> perhaps checked out or uninterested, uh, it can lead to a, a lack of interest uh, becoming pervasive within the league. And so this is something to, to keep an eye on. Um, the league is aware of the situation. Um, it notes certainly that um, had Danish played its one player from the bench that got points, he only would have done worse. Um, now, it is indicative, of course, that that is the case because he also has 100 fab dollars available to him. Um, uh, and so he does not have to be in a position where all of his bench players aren't playing or are injured or otherwise. So needless to say, again, as a podcast host, we want competitive games. We want competitive matchups. We want every member to be uh, competitive in this league from a league office perspective. Uh, we are looking into it and have no current comment as investigations continue. Uh, follow-up question for the commissioner, uh, Patrick Hallwell, uh, 390 millionaires podcast. Who wants to be a 390 millionaire? Um, will the, the public office of the, the commissioner, uh, interview Danish, uh, as part of their investigation? Will we, will we be able to hear from the man himself? Uh, what's the accountability, um, that we're going to be seeing from the players in this league? Um, the commissioner would caution Patrick Hallwell uh, due to the lack of success that his team had about how uh, virulently we go after teams that were non-competitive this year. Um, that said, um, discussions will take place. Um, discussions with league members in such matters will not be made public, um, but they are likely to be ta uh, to, to take place uh, and, uh, and have impacts on the outcomes. I'll save uh, I'll save maybe some of the other comments uh, for a segment that's coming up as I see on our outline because um, it might be appropriate. But but there's there's whispers out there. There's whispers of, of three ninety um, looking maybe for some new blood. It's always it's always a threat, you know. 
We got some desperate mofos out there that, <laughs> that want to be a part of this uh, <laughs> this old cheesecake factory, and and sometimes we gotta we gotta let the door open, you know, let them on in. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's only polite to be hospitable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that um, every time someone makes you know a move like Danish did this weekend or Curtis not playing Josh Jacobs. Neville seems to be the one, the shark in the water, to call it out. So, you know, maybe, maybe he wants some new blood. He seems to always be out for everyone in this league the minute they slip up. Uh, yes, there's many times where Neville is right on right on the ball with uh, ratting out his teammates, uh, and the or his league mates, sorry, I should say. Um, a lot of those times he can fuck right off. But, yeah, this time he was, he was bang on the money, so... One of the things that uh, the league office and the commissioner can note, uh, as it won't necessarily be appropriate for the segment later on, um, it uh, was aware and saw the uh, quickness and clarity of response that Curtis gave when being ratted out by the narc. Um, it was clear. It was a terrible, terrible decision, but it was, uh, it had sense behind it. It was clear. Uh, and the league office really appreciated uh, that coming to the fold it didn't necessarily have to um but it was uh, it was appreciated that it did i i do remember his explanation i i can't remember the specifics of it but i do remember the feeling of it quelling any sort of controversy mm, absolutely that's centered around his other running backs um playing earlier and some question to whether josh jacobs might play or not the josh yeah. jacobs fiasco yeah. yes yes yes, yes absolutely yes. Of course. Absolutely. It was interesting in that moment that had the potential to change the course of the playoff drastically. Um, It didn't. If you look in the end, Suds ended up nine and five. Had he lost, he would have been eight and six. So things would have largely remained the same, except for maybe the bye. Um, But that really had the potential with the way those teams were right then to really fuck the league up. So kind of glad it didn't. But uh, yeah. Um. Well, speaking of Neville, I think I think Mike, you did a great job of uh, moving us off of uh, Danish, and and we can now focus on three other bozos in our league, of Neville, Gertie, and Nolan. Um, these three were kind of in a uh, um, a three headed race for that for that those last two positions. If I'm doing the math correctly, well, Gertie was uh, locked up going in. Gertie was right. locked up, yeah. but where he ended up was right. uh, was a heavy question. Right, right, right. And I obviously, I, I think it's pretty clear that I follow this league pretty closely <laughs> as the host of uh, the 390 Millionaires podcast. Man, I'm saying that a lot today. I'm saying that like I'm your host. Good to be proud. Good to be proud. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Listen, let me break it down for us as someone who uh, is the commissioner of this league. You know, um, walking in, Nolan and I had a playoff matchup. Now, Nolan is about 60 points for behind me, which puts him about 50 points for behind Gertie and Neville. And so Neville having, uh, uh, were he to lose, was really hoping for uh, uh, Gertie to lose as well because the likelihood that Gertie could catch him on a points four was almost null. However, I was only about 10 points behind him. So if I outscored him by 10 points which i did but lost to nolan neville would have been on the outs and nolan and i would have both punched our tickets so it's an unfortunate situation where i won which really meant that neville didn't have uh, much to worry about with the nolan loss but let's talk about backing in hot dog in a hallway locks up last spot six spot 
two losses in a row coming into the playoffs cannot feel good, excepting for the fact that he is not in Brother Hallwell's bracket. It's a nice thing to be in the playoffs, but as a fifth seed team going against Gertie, sitting in Brother Hallwell's bracket, that's rough. Eight straight wins for Flacaroni and Cheese, an 11-3 and record. And really the difference is for the two by holders, himself and three toes and ass cheek division five and one you know who's not five and one in the division ryan he was sitting on top of things all day long feeling nice feeling good three losses straight heading into the playoffs leaving him in third spot one and five in his own division really tough gotta feel a little nervous and of course we'll talk about predictions going against neville who got that sixth spot all to land on a quiet ascending suds who should not at all be overlooked it's a good breakdown um just to add a little bit there jay not to dispute what you said and i don't know if you meant to say it like this but the the second round is reseeded so if neville is to win he would play Brother Hallwell in the semifinals. Great point. Great point. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. It's almost like the main content of Jay's analysis was just like <laughs> tossed out the window like the baby in the bathwater. Jay, how do you feel about that? Looking like Listen, I love debate. I love rebuttal and I love clarification. Mm. It feels like you're a little sour because none of this pertains to you because you're worried about making a calendar, and I understand that. <sighs> Don't it, get salty. I, I mean, like my my time for saltiness is, was earlier in the season. Mm, that's true. Uh, um, we all yeah. I salt think, Bay I think might salt. be one of the possibilities uh, for a calendar uh, image Ooh. that you have to make. That's Ooh, very interesting. That's a good one. That's very interesting. Quick comment on Ryan. Uh, Sorry, um, before we move yeah. off of this. Um, do want to point out, you know, I'm a pretty humble guy normally, but I did say this in the last podcast that I thought Ryan was batting above his weight class, um, given his points for total, and he has gone on a three-game slide since then. Um, so I share the same sentiment, Jay. I, I think he's in a little bit of hot water here, but I think both those teams are in hot water, and one will be in the semis, and I'm not in the playoffs. So who am I to say anything about that? Last thing I will say while I'm on the topic of myself, um, highest points against in the league. So very unlucky to have that. Um, thank you, schedule maker, um, for knocking me out of the playoffs. It's always an interesting debate, the the points against, because, it, yeah, it does clearly show that, like, the the odds were stacked against you. But the, the flip side of that is, like, well, you just didn't draft the right players, right? If you had drafted the players on your team, your points against would be lower. I also don't want to jump all over your dick, but when it comes to points against, you literally have a hundred less points against than someone in your own division yeah, who finished count. ahead of I'm not, you. I'm not counting him. No, fair enough. Fair enough. We're getting caught in the weeds here. Um, <laughs> I think so. That's well, true. don't let facts get in the way of a good story. Okay. <laughs> hey, that's the Hallwell motto for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, guys, I think we, I think we've talked everybody's ear off about, um, the playoffs, what what we're kind of looking at in terms of the the end of the season. Who I, I, I like the piece about who we're we're thinking is like a powerhouse. I I think Flacaroni and Cheese. Um, I'm looking at their projections for this week. They don't even have a game, but they are clearly by far the highest projected team at 130 points. Um, they would be able to take on 
anybody in the league and be a heavy favorite. So yeah, I think I think Flacaroni and Cheese, you got to look at that. Uh Suds' team um getting that number two by absolutely like more power to you. Um I think everybody who's playing in the in the championship bracket wildcard weekend, I, I I really am not sure if they stand a chance. They gotta they gotta show something this weekend, like a player breaking out. Um I don't know if I, I don't know if we have that uh, in the lineups quite so much, but this, this seems like uh, a foregone conclusion that um, Flacaroni and cheese and three toes are, are just going to be in, in the, in the matchup that matters. Mm-hmm. So um, with that though, let's uh, let's take a pause on the ongoings of the league and let, let's hear from our commissioner in the Tim Hortons previously sponsored segment of the head honcho huddle jay you have the floor uh thank you so much uh this is a quick message from your commissioner from the league office uh thanking everyone for an excellent regular season um competition was essentially and mostly fierce um we had a high level of parity throughout the league with close close matchups leading to the playoffs um and i just want to thank everyone for participating that said i would also like to remind folks that once the league year comes to a close and the champion is chip chip is uh given away and champion is crowned the league office will be looking for responses and input from league members about any rules that we should perhaps look at uh, instituting for the upcoming league season. We already know that relegation is a hot topic uh, and will be a point of order for the entire league to discuss. A number of other items have been brought up, um, but I just want league members to consider some changes uh, if they feel that there are opportunities in this league um, uh, for anything. Um, Shoot out some ideas to the chat, message the commissioner uh, discreetly and specifically if you so desire. Once the league season is finished, we'll embark upon some some changes um, and the possibility of instituting them. That's really all I wanted to say, along with consider your calendar ideas uh, shortly after the um, uh, toilet bowl is awarded. Um, we will be looking at uh, setting up the draft for who gets to choose which month of um, what the uh, the calendar will be each and every month. So, Keep that on your minds. Start uh, keeping that. Keep that brainstorming, uh, and and really looking forward to seeing a, a champion, ideally a new champion, um, this year, and uh, and 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 uh, and a great off season. Hell yeah, love it. So lots of discussion to come about the state of the the league. Um, sounds like you're open to having some pretty fundamental conversations about what what this league can look like i know we've uh, we've privately talked about a few things um publicly i guess it would be uh, relegation was uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think my my idea child um great stuff though we love we love to hear it i think uh i think there's there's a lot of interest as to what this league can be can become this uh well maybe actually uh commissioner i'll, I'll throw it back to you uh just for a moment how do you feel like your your first season Hell yeah. Okay. Thank you. Cool. Um, 
we're just gonna do it live we're like this is the way we roll you know like we are we are not ashamed of who we are and what we are is not technically savvy um and that's okay that's okay um but fuck you jimmy come on dude yeah um yeah commissioner how do you feel like your your first regular season has gone all in all uh feel strong and and it's been a good year uh you know obviously the, the commissioner uh takes pride in, in having a strong year but really um the strength of any given league year uh and then league as a whole uh reflects back on its members um it's been a relatively pain-free issue-free season um the 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 issues that have arisen amongst league members have been dealt with in a professional and adult manner which is much appreciated uh, and at the end we're able to to handle hand out uh you know an official fuckboy status and that's something that the league really hangs its hat on so looking forward for uh, uh many more years of of um uh exciting fantasy football great stuff um and you mentioned the fuckboy status we didn't we didn't call it out in our our opener but uh uh flacaroni and cheese ends the regular season as the fuckboy uh which is a term of honor uh, and not a derogatory team name that uh, Curtis is currently living under. Um, Wendy's waiver wire. I usually I usually throw this out um, to see what what everybody's thinking. Um, looking at it, I feel like there's only really one place that we need to talk about. Um, with the Kyler Mur- Murray injury on Monday night this week, uh, we had a Colt McCoy. Um, appearance uh, looks like he'll be the starter for the rest of the season and the player who had uh, Kyler Murray managed to obtain Colt McCoy so it's a uh, zero-sum game for chubby for Chuba Andre so he gets to keep his starting quarterback uh, which means that the the force is balanced so um yeah do you guys have anything other than uh, in Wendy's waiver wire that we need to talk about I've got one um, that um I didn't even know was a thing till I was looking through the matchups tonight. Uh, Jay picking up Driscoll and his dual eligibility, and how Houston is running this two QB system, and Jay is going to get a floor of a quarterback who plays half the game. Um, that's insane and super savvy and sad. I didn't know about it. So kudos. Thank you so much. I spent all of my money on Brock the Rock, uh, and I'm happy that I did so because uh, uh, the likelihood that I'll need Purdy to carry me through at least one of these uh, playoff games is high. Got a little tip from a little birdie that uh, last year, um, uh, Houston or whatever team Driscoll was on noted him as both a QB and a tight end, which means that this year Yahoo will uh, allow him to be a tight end status. Uh, I had $0 and I just uh, didn't say anything and prayed that no one else follows or sees the same birdies that I do. Uh, And so I am pretty fucking pleased um, to be trotting out a half of a QB as my tight end. Now, this is all interesting because, of course, uh, today, those who are interested may uh, have heard that Dallas Goddard, who's been in my IR slot for a while, is designated to return and could possibly play this weekend, um, uh, alleviating some of my anxieties about having to kind of dump zero point getting Mike Gesicki for whoever else was still on the waiver wire. Um, So I'm very pleased that you called it out because I am very excited to gloat about it. 
Oh, hell, hell yeah. You, you learn something every day. I actually just picked him up uh, in another league because I thought that was uh, pretty clever. So, um, Mike, we've, we've heard from the commissioner a lot. Is there anything that you want to touch on before we get into the predictions? I know uh, we're a little pressed for time today, so no worries if you're not. I, I don't think so. Um, I saw Gertie drop Josh Johnson, and I wondered why he was on his roster. Um, that was my only <laughs> other point or thought about the waiver wire. Dope. We're going to go into uh, predictions by Popeye's Chicken. Hope you like spinach. Uh, our first uh, game is uh, New Dad versus Gertie. Uh, so we're going to start off with the commissioner. It's a very commissioner-centric episode, uh, apparently. But Mike, you have the great honor and privilege of uh, previewing this game for us. So break it down. Yeah, the first the first quarter is here, the four five matchup. Um, new dad versus old champ, I guess we could say. Uh, let's look at the quarterbacks. I love obviously Jalen Hurts going against that Bears defense. Um, then Jay backs it up with Russell Wilson. It's been a tough year in Denver, so I worry a little bit there. Um, on Gertie's side, he's got Lawrence, who looked like you know an actual NFL quarterback last week um, and might be coming into his own. But he's going up against Dallas, Micah Parsons. Gertie's stack of him and Kirk could be in trouble. Um, Jacksonville tends to have these games where they just don't throw up anything um, from time to time, and Sunday could be one of those games. And then he's got Matt Ryan against Minnesota, who has not been good on defense, so maybe a little bit of hope there. Um, quarterbacks could be closer than maybe you'd think, but I'm still giving the edge because of Jalen Hurts uh, 2J. When I look at the wide receivers, uh, Gertie's got his boy Chase going. He's got Kirk. He's got Higgins now. Chase and Higgins, if they get shut down by Tampa Bay, which isn't likely at this point, um, could be rough. Um, but much like Mike Caldwell's team relying on the Cowboys, you kind of see the same thing here where his team could kind of go down in flames if they were to get shut out. Um, Jay's waddling out Waddle, Godwin, and Allen. Um, I think that's solid across the board. All those three guys are healthy. Higgins and Chase have had some issues, so I'm going to give the wide receiver edge to Jay once again. And when I look at the backs, Etienne, Harris, and sorry, Charks in his flex. So if I combine the flex with the two backs, and then on Gertie's side, Stevenson, Foreman, and Rashad White, not Rashid White, I've corrected my pronunciation. Um, again, I'm giving this slightly to Jay because Etienne is the guy in Jacksonville. Um, Harris has looked better with Pittsburgh. And then I already talked about the tight end. I love Driscoll. He's going to play some quarterback this week. Um, can't see Freermuth outscoring him. Uh, defense, I like Denver up against Colt McCoy as well um, in Arizona, or sorry, in Denver against Arizona uh, as opposed to Washington over New York. So I think New Dad takes the champ out um, and moves on. Crazy. The first domino falls. Our next domino, Ryan versus Neville. Jay, give it to us. Let's talk about this team. So we already talked about Neville. He lost his last game, but he still makes the playoffs. Ryan loses three in a row. He still makes the playoffs. Uh, so uh, both teams kind of backing in here. Let's look at the quarterbacks. It's gross. It's ugly. It's disgusting. The GOAT, Tom Brady, has looked like a shell of his former self on a Tampa Bay team that just doesn't seem to have it. He's got some weapons. He's got Evans. Godwin's there. He just does not seem to have it. Going against a high-powered Cincy team, they might be trailing early and often, which gives Brady the room to throw, but I don't like it. Sam Darnold. 
gross, disgusting. On the other side, Deshaun Watson's performances have been almost as gross as his personal life. You got to think that the um, uh, Cleveland Browns uh, trainer and massage therapist is just having a terrible, terrible fucking time. And then Kenny Pickett, honestly, probably one of the bright spots, but it's not that bright. He's just a guy who's learning how to throw the ball. His O-line is not helping him that much. He's going to get 12 points. He's not going to get more, but he's probably not going to get less. What's good about this? Nothing. Arguably, the worst thing about the whole thing is that Watson is got at the highest ceiling, so we give a slight, slight, slight edge to Nev, but not a lot of one. Let's go look at the wide receivers. This is where Nev pulls ahead a little bit. You got Stephon Diggs going against Miami. That should be a, a, an amazing matchup. Miami had Buffalo's number last time around, though, so let's see what happens there. Amon Ross St. Brown, obviously really good against the Jets high likelihood he sees a whole lot of sauce gardener some big problems going against the jets don't love it hopkins nuke against the highest dvoa in the second half of the season denver broncos defense do not love it on the other side you just got a bunch of guys whose names you've heard you think that they were good but you're pretty sure that was a couple years ago adam thielen george pickens was in baby diapers last season but he's here but he's also just, you know, he's like the second guy. He's like, mm, you got to try it out. And then, hey, Brown, he's alive. He's doing things in Arizona. So he's getting Colt McCoy throws. Not good. Lives with Neville by a larger margin than those gross quarterbacks. But let's turn it around because we're going to look at the running backs for Ryan. The king, Derrick Henry, has been taking his team to the promised land all season long. Joe Mixon back. And that's a systems running back. P. Ryan showed us that you can get three touchdowns, 20 touchdowns in one game if you play with the Bengals. Joe makes some plays for the Bengals. Mostert, I like him. I think he's doing good things. He's in Miami. He's going to have some uh, some success. On the other side of the ball, Kamara has not looked great recently. Couple, uh, I got about again. We're stringing together about three or four weeks of single-digit fantasy scores. Montgomery against Philadelphia, no sir, I do not want that. And then Leo Fournette may or may not play. I don't know. Does anybody know? Nobody does. Tampa Bay sucks. So on this, a big turnaround, big turnaround for Ryan, a big enough turnaround that we're not going to look at defenses because there's no sense in doing so. Ryan gets my slight little edge on the matchup. Oh yeah. That's our championship bracket. So um, good luck to all our competitors actually playing for something meaningful and something that you can tell your family and friends about. Uh, We're now going to dive headfirst into that um, piss bowl um, that we call the consolation bracket. Um, And I'm going to, I'm going to take the mic here for, uh, for a little bit, gentlemen, because I'm going to break down um, Andre versus dead fish. So We've got two players really struggling identity wise. We've got Andre who is almost like the, the little train that could trying his darndest to get up that mountain. Um, We're not totally sure if he's going to even be competitive versus Danish who seems to be asleep at the wheel at the moment and probably more disheartening than anything is is his just total apathy towards the sport that we all um know and love but the breakdown goes as this right off the top i'm going to spoil 
I'm going to spoil who I believe takes this because I'm going to walk you through my logic on this. But I think Andre is going to upset Danish this week. If we start at quarterback, it makes my my argument look sillier right off the top because Andre is starting Mac Jones and Mike White uh, versus Danish's absolute like all-star team of Patrick Mahomes and Tua. Uh, I don't need to break down why Danish has better quarterbacks. He just does. And we're okay with that at wide receiver. Everybody sucks. And it's a whole pile of just shit, but Andre has Mike Evans, Zay Jones, and Corey Davis. Uh, Mike Evans would be the immediate recipient of like improved Tom Brady play. I think I've seen about three different touchdowns go through Mike Evans hands this year on like long bombs. And if they connect, he's easily having a double digit fantasy point game. I think that happens this week. They play Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati is not a perfect team. They're pretty close, but they're not perfect. And Tom Brady, he'll show up for, for a big game like that. Um, Zay Jones on that Jacksonville offense. Uh, they popped off last week. I think it's possible. And Corey Davis, we don't know, really know what's going on with the jets. Um, offense but uh look for look for Corey davis to sneak in a touchdown they're playing detroit they don't have a good uh good defense the reason i take it over danish's uh setup is because he's got Corey Sut- um Cortland sutton who was injured last week um playing against arizona this upcoming week i'm just i'm hesitant to put all my uh my eggs in that basket mari cooper we don't know what deshaun's doing um it, it, we'll, we'll, the verdict is still out on if Watson's back. Excuse me. Uh, and Paris Campbell getting throws from Matt Ryan. Um, not super comfortable with that. At running back, I give the edge to Andre, uh, who has Dalvin Cook. Uh, uh, Pacheco, is that how I say his name? I'm going to call him Ivan Pacheco, but I know his, his first Pacheco, name is something else. I believe, but, you know. Pacheco? Pacheco. Pacheco. I think. Pacheco. So I've heard. Okay. Uh, and James Conner. I like those three running backs. I've seen uh, Pacheco run, uh, and he's the one He's the one running back that I have the biggest questions about, and he's an absolute dog on the field. Um, Aaron Jones, Gus Edwards, and DeAndre Swift for Danish. Aaron Jones, uh, We he doesn't have a designation, so maybe he's coming back from injury this week. Uh, I don't have an update quite yet, uh, but he practiced on Tuesday, so that's encouraging. Gus Edwards for Baltimore. Uh, is now splitting the backfield with J.K. Dobbins, so I got questions about that. And DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift is in a uh, a timeshare with uh, Jamal Williams. I love Swift. Um, I just think the Lions are choosing to deploy him in um, more strategic instances. Uh, Garrett Everett versus Mark Andrews, Baltimore. I, I, I for me, looking at Danish's team, the Baltimore questions are. Um, problematic because we don't know what's going on with uh, Lamar Jackson and um, they just haven't, they haven't been as dominant as they were at the beginning of the season. Um, Defenses. He uh, Danish has Buffalo uh, and uh, Andre has the new England defense against Las Vegas who sucked last week. So I'm calling an upset. I'm calling Andre over Danish. Um, I think there is a, the human error ability on Danish's end. Um, do something Danish. We need you to do something. Cause you're, you're, you're pulseless right now. We're calling nine one one on you. We are worried and concerned. 
Um, and our last uh, our last match this week features yours truly, but it will feature Mike breaking it down. Yeah, just a quick note on on the Danish bit um, for you in the calendar sweepstakes, so to speak. You probably want Danish to win. Whoever loses your matchup, um, I don't know if I'd want to face Mahomes and Tua, who could both put up thirty to forty in the toilet bowl game, thus making you make a calendar. I'd rather go up against Andres Jones and White. Um, but your analysis was sound. Um, I'm still going with Danish, but um, it could happen for sure. Yep. So let's look at uh, yourself, Hallwell, uh, 390 Millionaires podcast host, esteemed host, um, going up against Fuckboy, uh, Curtis, who's had a rough go in 390, trying to avoid making this calendar. Um, and this matchup, I think, is going to be pretty tight um, across the board. You've both had tough years. You're both 5-9. and nine. Um, let's look at the quarterbacks, um, for yourself, Hallwell, you got cousins and Heineke and you know, Curtis has got Geno Smith and Aaron Rodgers. Geno has been playing pretty well this year, but he's going up against San Fran, uh, tomorrow night. I think that's going to be trouble. Um, he's also got Aaron Rodgers going against the Rams on Monday night. You never know. Rodgers could throw up a couple TDs. Um, I think this is pretty close across both sides because I don't know if cousins does enough against Indy and Heineke does much against the Giants. So I'm going to call this pretty much a wash with maybe a slight edge to Hallwell here. Um, when I look at the receivers, um, I love A.J. Brown. I think he's been great with Philly going up against Chicago. That's a plus matchup. Uh, Tyler Lockett, again, if he can hit that stack tomorrow night, if Lockett can get a touchdown, that's huge. It could go a long way for Curtis in this matchup. And then Lazard, same thing with Rodgers. If he can get a TD on Monday, that could be huge. If both those things don't happen, that could be detrimental. Um, your receivers, Holly. Gallup, Metcalf, McLaurin. Um, Metcalf versus Lockett is interesting, so he's going to take away points from you um, if Mac Metcalf were to get any touchdowns. Um, Gallup up against Jacksonville is a plus matchup. McLaurin against the Giants. I'm 50-50 on the receivers as well. I think they're tight, but I think A.J. Brown pushes over the top because I think he could go for a couple tutties on Sunday. Running backs, you've got McCaffrey. He's been a beast in San Fran. Um, you've got Latavius up against Arizona. Denver is Denver. And then you've got Dylan up against the Rams Monday night. Fairly solid stable. Um, but you're going up against Curtis, who's got Jonathan Taylor, who I think is going to have a day against Minnesota. Josh Jacobs has been otherworldly. And Jamal Williams, who puts a touchdown down every game. Um, and without going into the tight ends and defense right now, that's where I'm going to give Curtis the edge in this matchup. But I think you guys are going to duke it out. And it's going to be a tight one um, to see who gets to maybe make a calendar next week. Yeah, it's it, it, everybody's trying to show up this week, you know, because if you don't, next week's a uh, a bigger problem in the in the uh, the piss bowl that we're in. Um, guys, we uh, we rocked it. It's nice. It's nice getting into these playoff formations because it's a uh, two less games. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just mm -hmm. something we don't have to worry about. So, um, with that, uh, there's one I question left to ask. Mm -hmm. We want to. We want to ask that right now. We want to ask that right now. Yeah, we want to ask the playoffs right start now? right now. We want to ask that right now. All right, assholes. Who's gonna win it all? <laughs> <laughs> That's so close. That's so close to being the, like for that being co cool. Uh, who's gonna win it all? Who's gonna win it all? 
Listen, I think from my perspective, we saw, uh, even though they have the buy, they, they proved us, uh, mostly YouTube, but also me a little bit wrong from our initial draft power rankings. Um, who knew that the Dallas uh, uh, contingent would come out so strong? It doesn't uh, show signs of slowing down. Flacroni and cheese uh, looks to be um, <clears throat> the championships is, is theirs to lose at this point. Um, uh, the likelihood that they put up a uh, 130 plus in a bye week is high, uh, and I look, I do not look forward uh, to uh, to facing them uh, if uh, it should be the case that I do at some point in this playoff pathway. If you look at the playoff field, it's likely we're going to have a repeat champion. There are five previous champions in the playoffs. Our commissioner being the lone non-champion. I have a feeling I've looked at everything and I was going over everything and I'm putting my stamp on it right now. I think we're going to have a new champion this year. Whoa. And why I say that while I want to go with brother Hallwell, the Cowboys play the Eagles next week. I think brother Hallwell has a tough day for Dallas. And I think he gets upset. If brother Hallwell makes the finals, he's going to win. That's my prediction. But right now I don't think he's going to, and I'm going to say, Jay brings a championship home because he's been sniffing the last couple of years. And that, that's yeah, where I'm that's putting true. my money. I'm ascending. I will, I will um, endorse the Brother Hallwell uh, championship um, bandwagon. Um, I do want to reference, though, last season we named it an episode uh, Gertie is the Michael Jordan of coming in fourth place. And I'm going to say that rings true this year. I think Gertie's going to get shut out from the podium and he's going to end up in fourth, not fifth, not sixth, fourth. I think he's that's where he's you can circle it right (laughs) right here, you know, beauty. Gentlemen, but you didn't say who's going to win or no, you said sorry, you did say you endorse Brother Hollow. That was your yes, analysis? Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that's it. We fucking nailed it. We fucking nailed the podcast today, guys. What, what time is so it? hard? 7.20, we yeah. crushed it. Crushed it. We did it. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, gentlemen, do you have anything do you want to you say before we uh, peace out? No, uh, have a good football. Those who are on by rest easy. Um, be ready for the following week. Uh, there are no easy days when you have to play a matchup of fantasy football here in 390 millionaires. No, look forward to uh, watching everyone stress out and me kick back and not have to make a calendar. Uh, good hunting, everybody. Mm. Good luck.